Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. Today, I want to talk about people pleasing and its impact on our mindsets and our money. Because as you probably know, the beliefs and the stories that we have, our mindsets, have a huge impact on our relationship with money and therefore our behaviors around money. And I'm talking about this today because I realized after waking up several Mondays in a row, feeling more exhausted than I was going into the weekend, that I spend my weekends and my free time in general doing everything for everyone else. So yes, I identify massively as a people pleaser. So I first want to address what exactly people-pleasing is and where it comes from. At its core, people-pleasing is putting someone else's needs ahead of your own. People-pleasers tend to be perceived as someone who everyone considers very helpful, very kind, agreeable, always going out of their way to help somebody else, right? And we love being perceived that way which I'm going to get into in a minute. People pleasers are often very highly attuned to others' feelings. They're often empathetic, thoughtful, and caring. And at the same time, they also have a tendency to overachieve or desire control. Can any of you relate to this? You might as well put my picture in the dictionary next to the definition of people pleaser. I can relate that much. So how do we become people pleasers? Because we're definitely not born this way. People pleasing is not a personality trait, probably contrary to popular belief here. We're socialized this way. We learn this behavior. Going deep into a psychology today rabbit hole, I read that people pleasing often starts in childhood, like most learned behaviors, and how a parent handles a child's feelings teaches the child to either trust or distrust how he or she feels. Say, for example, I'm talking about a friend. And that friend is actually myself, so I'm talking about me here. (laughs) I was a very sensitive kid. If I was nervous or anxious about something and those feelings weren't completely validated by an adult, or they were even dismissed slightly, I would walk away feeling guilt or shame for having those feelings. Very interesting, right? Like, even just saying something as innocent as, you're okay, or you shouldn't feel that way, which, you know, have positive intentions, right? Like, trying to to calm down a kid when they're upset. Um, But saying those things, instead of affirming that it's okay to have those feelings, can make a kid begin to doubt or discount their own feelings. And we can begin to associate all our feelings as being wrong. And this is how my life 
as a people pleaser began. And culture confirms all this. We learn from a very early age that we're supposed to put everyone else first. We learn that it's a good thing to please others because we get praised for it. We should be good girls. We should stay in our lane. We should not make a scene, right? We should be accommodating. And what we get in return is what we all really want deep down, love, affection, acceptance, approval. We just want to be liked. We're human. That's natural. But as women, and in particular mothers and caretakers, I think they, we struggle the most with this. Society tells us we're not good enough if we aren't doing everything for everyone all the time. And from this internal struggle for our own worthiness comes the multitude of people-pleasing behaviors that we can engage in. And before I get into what those are, I just want to say that now, as a parent myself, this all hit me pretty hard. None of us are perfect, nor should we strive for perfection because that's just crazy, right? But we're all just doing our best, just like our parents did their best at the time. Parenting is the hardest job that ever exists. And what I'm taking from all of this is the awareness of who I am as an adult now and how I can sort of reparent myself to have a healthier mindset and approach when it comes to all the different areas of my life. It's not easy. Again, you know, given our culture, right? But in order to do this, we have to be massively kind to ourselves. All right, so back to those people-pleasing behaviors, and I'm going to name a bunch of them right now. Um, difficulty saying no, okay? Being afraid to disappoint others. Giving in to others too easily. Always wanting to avoid conflict or keeping the peace. Saying what others want to hear. And the next couple are very common for moms. Um, not knowing what you want. This one was a big one for me. I, I realized recently when I had 20 minutes to myself and I went to sit down and watch something on TV that all that's ever on our TV is Paw Patrol or other kids shows and sports. I don't even know what to watch or what I want to watch. I don't even know what's on because I never do it. Um, also, neglecting self-care. This is another big one for me. <laughs> I tell myself... I'm going to get a pedicure this weekend for, I've been saying this for over two years now, and it just hasn't happened for one reason or another. Uh, lacking boundaries. This is another one that hits close to home for me because I find myself checking emails, work emails all weekend and at nights instead of actually trying to relax or spend time with my family. So naturally, I think these more kind of general people-pleasing behaviors can then translate into specific money-related behaviors because it's all related, right? Our mindsets just can't compartmentalize one area of our lives. They, it spills over into everything. So here's a couple examples of specific people-pleasing behavior around money. Um, you work really hard, but you aren't saving as much as you want to, right? You struggle to make ends meet or you live paycheck to paycheck. You worry about money or that there's 
just never enough to go around. You don't ask for a pay raise and you take what you can get, probably because you don't really believe that you deserve it. And my favorite, you go along with whatever everyone else does, even if you can't afford it or you just don't want to do it. Please know that it's totally okay if you can relate to any of these. These behaviors have actually, they've been coping mechanisms for us to get through some difficult moments in our lives. And not only is it okay, it's actually necessary to recognize these behaviors and thought patterns in order to understand ourselves and begin to heal and, and re-engage with new thought patterns and behaviors. All of these are learned behaviors that can be changed once we recognize where they come from. And that's a really empowering thing to, to know and understand. So how do we actually heal from people-pleasing behavior, right? I've got a couple tips. One is get curious, right? Bring some awareness to your own behaviors and thought patterns. And I think this is the most important step because no lasting behavior change comes if we don't have a deep knowledge and understanding of the underlying reason. We also have to have massive amounts of self-compassion. It does us no good if we're aware of what's going on, but continue to be beating ourselves up or hating ourselves for that behavior, right? Knowing that people-pleasing is a very common, very normal thing in our culture will help us to start that process of healing. And I also think we have to just sit with our discomfort. All of this is extremely uncomfortable stuff, especially when it comes to all the childhood memories and thoughts that we have. All the feels come up, right? The good and the bad. And we have to be willing to face all those feelings instead of running away from them in order to make any substantial lasting change in our thought patterns. All right. Um, the next step or tip I have is to determine your priorities. This one's big for the people who don't know what they want. And, you know, I'm talking to all those moms out there like myself. It may seem cheesy, but it is beyond important to sit down and ask yourself what you actually want. I usually do this by starting with what I don't want, right? That helps kind of get my juices flowing. <laughs> but once we do this kind of exercise, we get an understanding of where we want to spend our precious time and money and energy. And if we don't know what matters to us, what we value, we can't fully advocate for ourselves or it doesn't, it, it, it might feel fake. It's not coming from an authentic place. And I think this is the basic foundation for self-empowerment. And the last tip I have is establishing boundaries. Uh, for a lot of us, this doesn't come naturally. I think boundaries are an outward expression of self-respect. When we respect ourselves, we take care of our own needs from a place of care and concern. And taking care of our own needs is holistic. It's not just getting sleep and eating well. It's learning how to actually relax. One of the hardest things 
for me ever, I think. And it's doing things that we enjoy, not just what others enjoy, right? Like <laughs> I just talked about, it's it's not watching Paw Patrol just because that's what's that's what my kids like to watch. And when it comes to money, you know, a budget does the same kind of thing. It, it takes what's important to us and gives us a plan to live our lives in alignment with that. You know, if going out to dinner with friends once, once a month is important to you, cool, put that in the budget. But if doing it every week isn't, then, you know, say no or don't do something just because somebody else asks you to do it. And my big thing here is also like, don't apologize for your own needs. Just say no politely. and <laughs> You don't have to apologize for being you. Lastly, and I'm going to say that this in addition to everything that I just talked about, finding support is huge. Talk to your friends, your spouses, your family, even if it feels right to do that, or even me. I'm going through this right with you guys, right? And I'd love to hear from those of you who want to be vulnerable and share. I love talking about this stuff. We're all in this together. And when we recognize that we're not doing this all by ourselves, I think there's just so much more power to that. We can make progress more quickly when we realize that we're not alone, right? All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if any of this resonated for you, please feel free to share it with a friend. And please consider writing me a review on Apple Podcasts so I can reach more people. Thank you so much, you guys, and I'll talk to you next time.